Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Scary Parish. It's Saturday, October 31st, 2020. Happy Halloween. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss Camel Fighting and Leaky Black. Matt Norlander is here with me. And as previously noted, in addition to normal episodes of the Eye on College Basketball Podcast, we are also doing short episodes on various prospects in the 2020 NBA draft. We've already done a bunch, and today we turn our attention to Tyrese Maxey from the University of Kentucky. He's a 6'3 guard raised in Texas, going to be 20 years old on the night of the 2020 NBA draft. He averaged 14 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists for a Kentucky team that went 25 and 6, won the SEC regular season title by three games, but still only finished 29th at Ken Palm. He shot 42.7% from the field, 29.2% from three, 83.3% from the free throw line. I have Tyrese Maxey going 18th in my latest mock draft. Norlander has him going 11th. So we're a little off here. What do we like about Tyrese Maxey as a prospect? What's the concern? We're going to get into it momentarily. But first, check this out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So, Norlander, you have Tyrese Maxey just outside of the top 10 of your latest mock draft posted CBSSports.com. What do you see that I admittedly might not see? Question number one. Does what we saw out of Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero in the bubble 
impact Tyrese Maxey's draft stock in your opinion? I think it could. I absolutely think it could. That Because one of the things, uh, and this is consistent dating back to DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. at Kentucky Players under John Calipari. They, they show themselves capable of doing things in the NBA that they never really did that much or at all at Kentucky. And I think Tyler Hero is the latest example of that. And if you want to – now, it's not to say that Kentucky players can't miss. They can. Where's Archie Goodwin right now? Mm-hmm. But but I do think that at some point you go, man, the guys coming out of that place are, are really more often than not having an impact in this league, especially what we just watched. And I could certainly see – I don't know that it should help Tyrese Maxey, but I could see I could see that it might. Obviously another player, different. But, I mean, Calipari built a whole PR tour around the fact that Anthony Davis was going to be the number one pick and he was six on the team in shots and all this kind of stuff. So we see – and then we, right. just, we just watched what Anthony Davis has been able to grow into. Granted, he uh, – He's got uh, a dude named LeBron on his team. That's uh, kind of a factor. But, um, I, I, you know, Tyler Hero and Tyrese Maxey, all told, didn't have drastically different roles at Kentucky. And Hero's projections last year were landing in the similar spot to Maxey this year. By the way, two Tyrese's going top 20 this year. How about that? Halliburton and Maxey. When was the last Tyrese that was drafted? I don't know. That's a, that's a non-trivia time trivia time there for you. Um I think that Tyrese Maxey has strong scoring potential at the next level with the right team and to be more productive than he showed himself to be at Kentucky. Um, I don't know. To me, he's on the short list of guys where this workout season and how it impacts him in a good or bad way, I don't have a read on that. I don't have a read on it. I I would take Tyrese Maxey if I had a top 15 pick. Uh, I see him floating uh, as low as 20 overall, but good size. I think he will continue to have a really uh, good shot. Literally, I mean, literally, his shooting form and his ability to score is going to is going to show up there. And it's just one year. He's still young. He was a stud on the recruiting trail. We've we've seen this time and time again with Kentucky players, as you as you alluded to before, in that they just simply don't get to use all the tools and their and nor should they be expected to in their drive by season at Kentucky there. So. Um, to me, he's a fascinating prospect because if he, he could hit, hit, not to the level of maybe hero, like hero would like, he is this an all time, like rookie story from beginning to end what he was doing. But if he could hit at like 80% of that, then yeah, obviously any team would take him in the top 10. He's not going to go that high, but I do think that he's got good potential to be a fantastic backup scoring guard the minute he enters the league. So both of us were at the champions classic when, um, Kentucky mm-hmm. played Michigan State. Is that correct? Yes. And <laughs> if you remember in that game, I thought it was right, but no, no. I'm saying I, I know I not only remember that. I remember us literally at like 1:45 unpacking at Madison Square Garden to start doing a podcast. Remember? I did not remember that this was at Madison Square Garden, but I do now. Yes. Okay, so we're at Madison Square Garden, opening night, Champions Classic, and Tyrese Maxey is the star of the night. Goes for 26 points um, in 32 minutes. He was 7 of 12 in the field, 3 of 7 from 3. Kentucky upsets the preseason number one. And I remember John Calipari after the game saying, that's the player I recruited. I haven't seen him since 
I haven't seen him since I signed him. That's not the guy I've been working out. It's not the guy who's been practicing, but that is the guy I recruited. And it's nice that he showed himself tonight. And from that, I thought, okay, well, maybe Maxie's just a guy who, and this happens sometimes in, in basketball and perhaps other sports as well. Like, you know, maybe not the best practice player, but when you turn the lights on, you put nine other dudes on the court with them and say, hey, we're, we're playing for real right now. Then he just shows up. And I thought, okay, well, that's what Maxie will be. And he just wasn't that. He only scored 26 once more the entire mm-hmm. season. Now, 26 is a big number in college basketball, but still, he only got there one more time the rest of the season, only scored 25 more times. He averaged 14 points per game. So he was not a high-level scorer for that SEC championship team that a lot of us, I think myself, but also more importantly, John Calipari thought he was going to be Um, shot 29% from three point range. Like that's not good. And so I guess my concern would be, um, is, is he just going to be a smallish non point guard who can't shoot? Cause if that's what he is, then, then, that's that's not a that's not a lottery that's not worth a lottery pick, but if you trust the free throw percentage, which is eighty three point three, and point to that and say that is an indicator that he can be a good shooter, and given that he can get to the rim, finishes well at the rim, I think made sixty five percent of his shots at the rim. He's got an array of floaters, can finish with both hands around the rim. You add a reliable jump shot to that, now you got something, but. That's what you got to figure out. Like, is he going to be a reliable shooter or is he going to be a non-shooter? If he's a non-shooter, that's a problem. I think he's going to, I think he's going to turn into a more reliable shooter. It is undeniable that if, like he shot 29.2% from three last season on 113 attempts. If that 29.2 was 36.8, then you would have, I think, agreement on him being top 15 status, but it isn't there yet. I think that he is going to be a better shooter once he gets to the pros, and that's going to be more consistent. He is a There's a difference between being a shooter and a scorer, and Maxi is definitely more of a scorer. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. I think he is a very good rebounder for a player of his size, you know, 6'3"-ish, 200 pounds, not afraid to get uh, into the lane and go, and go to the rim. I, I do think that he is going to be able to acclimate himself well. Um, and I also just, I, I do think defensively there's a, there's a good ceiling there that, that, that would validate him. But I'm glad we picked Maxi, not just because, you know, Kentucky players are always worth talking about, but there does seem to be a wide disparity on him. And as has been the case with a few other players we've talked about on these draft profile podcasts, I find pegging not only where he goes, but who he goes to, to be an impossible task because he's the kind of player that could theoretically fit on just about every single team that's going to be drafting in that range unless you are overloaded with three or four, you know, surefire role players playing uh, at that at that shooting guard spot there, that you know, that, that combo guardish level. But I don't think that's going to be the case across the league there, and so he would fit on a lot of teams that will be in that spot. As a reminder right now, I've got the list. Just, you know, if we – let's call it – let's lean more to you than me, okay? Because I do think you've got the better chance of being right. I'm just higher on him. It's fine. Orlando's at 15. He would fit there. Portland's at 16. 
Uh, maybe not they, as much. Well, they listen, Portland needs guard help. Like McCollum and Lillard are awesome. Yeah. And so, and so you think, oh, well, they're set there. They play too many minutes, or at they, least they play a lot of minutes. Yeah, they yeah, I'm not even, some, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they could use some backcourt I'm not saying he's, a, he's definitely not a starter. There's no doubt about it. Minnesota, eh, I don't know their roster makeup enough. Dallas, definitely not. Um, Brooklyn, yes, for sure. Uh, although that's going to be super fascinating. Uh, and then Miami at 20. I'm, eh, maybe. Again, though, I just think you're going to, like, I think you'll see minimum two trades out of that. I just think it's going to be super trade-happy, trade-heavy with all of that there. Um, I do like, I think he's got a good passing eye overall. I don't know. I like I like his package, and I do think, as a player, and I do think that he has got enough to validate taking him in the lottery, but it's far from a, from a sure thing. He's a moving target anywhere from 11 to 20. Yeah, you mentioned it's hard to pinpoint, you know, where he'll go, even, even, you know, tighten up his range. It's also very important where he goes. And I, I think you can say this about most players, so we don't have to spend much time on it. But I guess I'd say, you know, is Tyler Hero Tyler Hero if he's playing somewhere other than Miami? Like, I just think he he fits so well there. Strong organization, mm-hmm. strong culture. Sometimes, you know, like, Anthony Davis is going to be Anthony Davis no matter who drafts him. And LeBron's going to be LeBron no matter who drafts him. With these guys that get taken outside of the top 10, often, whether they quote-unquote make it or not, comes down to who who drafted them. Who developed them? You know, what, what kind of culture were they involved in? And, and I like, would Fred Van Vliet be Fred Van Vliet if, if he were with a franchise different than Toronto? Maybe, because I'm a big Fred Van Vliet fan. But I, I'm not, I, I just think where you end up matters immensely unless you're just a generational talent like a Kevin Durant or a LeBron James or a uh, Anthony Davis. And Tyrese Maxey, with all due respect, doesn't qualify in that way. He's a guy who, you know, you could see him making it. You could see him just being a whatever player. Mm -hmm. And some of that will likely come down to, um, you know, where does he end up? And, 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 and does that franchise have a good track record of developing players like him? Let's do a quick, uh, who would you rather here? I'm going to give you another player, give you his stats last season. Also going to be drafted this year in the first round. This player shot 34% from three, 35% from three, 40% from two. Uh, he was a volume player, not not foul prone, the same way that Maxi isn't necessarily foul prone. Again, Maxi was 29% from three, 49% from two, much better. From the foul line, Maxi was 83%. This player from the foul line was 75%. Um, this player had a 97.6 offensive rating at Ken Palm. Maxi had a 104.8 rating at Ken Palm. So blind resume, who would you take, Maxi or the unnamed player? And who, who do you think the unnamed player is? I think the unnamed player is Anthony Edwards. The unnamed player is Cole Anthony. Ooh. Yeah, the unnamed player is Cole Anthony. I would I rather would... have Tyrese Maxi than Cole Anthony. I have Cole Anthony ahead of Maxi on my big board right now. Um, so I guess I would take Cole Anthony over Tyrese Maxey, but it's certainly debatable. Like, I, w- I wouldn't spend 20 minutes arguing with you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cole Anthony's ceiling is higher than Maxey's. If Cole Anthony if Cole Anthony hits, uh, I, I think the big question with him is, you know, is he a top five, six player in this draft? I don't think that he will be. 
Uh, I'm more comfortable with Maxi overall than Anthony. I'm I'm interested to see what Anthony just wherever he goes and how he adapts. And he's for the first time in his life, uh, not only not going to be the alpha, he's not going to be the fifth best uh, player on his team. So I'm just I'm interested. We we did a call Anthony podcast. Go find it if you haven't listened. We get into that all on there. Um, but yeah, Maxi was an underachiever at Kentucky. I think that is undeniable. Um, <laughs> I do remember us sitting there after that first game, and I was one over. And he, there's no doubting that he wasn't that overall. But really still a, a good distributor. Um, 18.5 assist rate, according to Ken Palm. That's pretty good, uh, considering the offense that he played in. Reliable at the foul line. Good two-point shooter. Gets to the rim. The threes are a question. There's no doubt about it. Can probably tighten up the handle a little bit. That kind of stuff does matter, too. Obviously, to general managers and scouts. Um, I, I think he just didn't quite put it all together. And that's why you're seeing the variation on him that you are. I might be higher on him than anyone. And I'm not even, like, super high on him. But I, I, I did have him at 11 there, and I and I do think that there is some validation if you want to take a chance there. But um, I think who, wherever he goes, if he's subject to a, a team that makes a, a trade, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Shouts to David Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry, MF, and Teagle. Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast once again in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. The absolute worst pandemic of my lifetime. If you're not subscribed... Please go subscribe any way you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, and we will talk to you again real soon. Till then. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.